Hi, podcast, Aryan Joginga here. If you're listening to this, this is a sign that I am still alive and I am still surviving in this world. Actually, you know what, forget about that. Yes, I am actually three days behind my schedule. I was supposed to upload a podcast on Sunday. Well, it's Wednesday now, almost Thursday. Uh, the thing is, uh, indeed, I did not have time. Uh, I had this topic prepared, which I would really love to discuss right now. It's on civilization and how, like, the entire of humanity actually did progress. You know, like basically civilization and evolution. Earlier I spoke about how did human beings communicate. Now I want to talk about how the hell did did we as a people actually come together and how are we living together. But you know what? Let's keep that aside for a moment. And let's act like this is my personal journal. Because after all, I did title my podcast as a personal journal. So, the thing is... I'm bad at diary keeping. We had diary keeping as a summer vacation homework in fifth grade, and I, I can, I did it. I mean, I did write one page of what I did every day. But well, that was it. That was just for a month, and that's it. Uh, I'm bad at writing stuff. Um, it's like I'm lazy I don't want to write stuff and writing an autobiography is like a big no for me like yeah I dictate to someone else so that it could be like a biography sure I can dictate stuff but me writing stuff about my own life me actually writing stuff and even so or maintaining a diary that's too much work for me uh so that's where this podcast comes in handy. As I said, it's convenient for me to dictate stuff. And so it's actually pretty easy for me to just say, you know, to speak out and actually use this uh, as a personal journal, as my personal diary, which is not so personal, but which is because it's actually just going to be a public diary. Uh, so yeah, well... It's the last week of November. It's practically Thanksgiving right now. It is Thanksgiving. It's it's past 3 a.m. So, yeah. Oh, well. Online school started uh, for, like, everyone here after the Diwali break that we received, which was not so much of a break because I was continuously busy that time as well. Um, well, coming to which, uh, the main focus is that our lives are going to get busy again. I did actually get some free time during my Diwali break and I did experience life without few of my responsibilities, few of my daily tasks in my routine. I ended up waking up past 12 once and woke up at 2.44 p.m. as well once. 
both the times I yeah I just skipped breakfast and I just directly had lunch and then dinner and then went to sleep the day I woke up at 2:44 p.m. I had dinner past midnight uh so it's like no breakfast kind of late lunch and extremely late dinner I call that intermittent fasting yeah, I'm kidding I'm not a big believer of fasting in in case because well you know there are many theories so as to what is the best diet that you should take you know in order to lose weight well a study you know like a proven study has proved that the fastest way to lose weight is to eat every now and then like you should have something every 2 hours the best thing is to do is to have five meals a day and trust me i did have five meals a day uh during my exam time like you know there was this huge exam season going on in 10th grade like i had my first prelim second prelim and then my board exam so what used to happen was i used to have breakfast early in the morning then after my paper or something like that uh around i don't know uh, 11 or 12 you know around noon i used to have an other stack and then i used to have lunch at what 2 or 3 and then in the evening i used to again have another snack sometimes i drank a glass of milk i have stopped drinking milk and that's really bad i should drink milk uh, especially with that you know this huge box of protein powder that i've bought and it's just lying in the kitchen it's really bad and then yeah at night i have dinner that's it So yeah and it it's really convenient because I did lose weight and in fact it's only because I've been waking up late and all and having been actually I haven't been active lately for these past 7 to 8 months so I did gain 3 kilograms of weight actually but it's nothing I'm just 63 and my height is 58 so uh yeah my body mass index is literally right in the middle of the perfect green zone huh. anyway enough about the personal journal thing yeah i really actually do want to make this a proper podcast video although it's like 6 minutes 30 seconds already in and oh well the first episode wasn't a hit it was it was a flop i'll be honest i only had four plays till now um some people like uh, they stopped listening after 10 minutes like cuz everybody had this problem that it was just way too long a 40 minutes podcast yeah i get that people won't even watch a 20 minutes youtube video people is me i wouldn't uh, unless it's something actually that important like bill words describing the history of the entire universe i guess So yeah um that's a that's a must watch video by the way bill words describing the history of the entire world entire universe i guess yeah so anyway what i really want to do right now is try to scare you all a bit obviously i can't scare you all really that easily uh, because a visual you know a visual input would really be great uh but yeah scaring people just audio wise it's not impossible so i want you to take a moment you know just uh, exit this application keep the podcast playing 
keep listening to me but like exit the application go to google and um, search up are we living in a simulation now i haven't done this google search before but pretty much sure it would tell you uh, something like yes there are high possibilities the second richest man in the world founder of spacex and tesla and also that a genius and a billionaire elon musk said that the possibilities that this reality of ours is not a simulation are pretty low in fact the chances of this reality not being a simulation are one in a million these are his words so are we living in a simulation are we though well people would tell you chances are 50 50 well that's again it's like okay what exactly are you trying to say when you say 50 50 what what's the mathematics that you have done is it just are you just trying to prove by talking about heisenberg's uncertainty principle talking about how uh, how quantum fluctuations may be a sign that there are parallel universes created at every fluctuation you know other like you know alternate realities you know like the famous schrodinger cat experiment the cat experiment basically doesn't tell you that either the cat will be alive or it will be dead it it's practically just telling you that the cat is both alive and dead now okay this sounds really weird but let me ex- actually explain you know expand the words it means that there are now two realities one reality the cat is alive and the other reality the cat is dead now as you may have guessed i want to give you an existential dread it's going to be difficult audio wise but let's have a go so much about our knowledge about this reality about our existence the reasons as to why we exist what exactly goes on and uh, what exactly are we supposed to do the meaning of life in terms of this comes from religion i don't know why it took a long pause over there it shouldn't have been that long but i don't know how to emphasize this enough but yes religion okay so not to start a debate because what i'm saying is the absolute truth that's how that's how debates are actually started just use this one line i'm right just use that and people will disagree with you people in general will usually tend to agree you know this is a statistical information not my own opinion uh, for which do not ask me for the proofs it will take me a long time to search up because uh, as i said i tend to lean towards the lazier side uh, actually showing proofs and all but uh, yeah you know what i will show the proof that there was there were studies conducted perhaps authentic studies but people generally would believe uh, that religion is man made and they would they would love if religions didn't exist at all now let me tell you why you're stupid if you said that 
Okay, you know what? Let's not just be offensive. Because uh, I need to... Because I want people to actually listen to this reason. Firstly, what we need to do is realize the meaning of religion, uh, the true purpose of religion. Why do these religions exist? And if they are man-made, why have they been made in the first place? If we look at almost like not almost if you look at every single religion in this world every single belief and religion it covers up a few very basic similar things you know on the religious scriptures and like you can call them the ten commandments or like anything else just the basic rules which your religion tells you they are same they are common amongst all of them it's to basically be civilized live as civilized humans not as savages love one another, uh, treat each other with kindness, do not be cruel to each other, and don't be violent, no violence, spread uh, spread the thought of love, no hatred, non-violence, be uh, nice to everyone, don't hurt animals, and uh, well, you can just throw in additional points if you want, uh, like, um, just be nice to your neighbor, love your Thai neighbor or something like that as it's mentioned in the Ten Commandments the Second Commandment actually and many other things and later on it just gets you know it gets specified it gets personalized for each religion but basically this is in general so what religions are actually telling you to do is to tell you how to live yes that's correct every other every single religion uh, you know the followers of every single religion live life quite differently from one another like you wouldn't see Christians living the same way as Hindus and you wouldn't see Hindus living the same way as Muslims obviously and obviously you wouldn't see neither of them living the same way as Parsis or Jains or Buddhists or um, Confucian religion which is uh, I don't know maybe Taoism or various other religions so religions tell you how to live they set a path for you to live you know like live this way it's a way to live a life in that context while you're still over here let me just explain that Hinduism by technical terms is not a religion Hinduism is a way to live life. However, there is a religion. The religion's name is called Sanatan Dharma, wherein Dharma is basically just a Sanskrit word for religion. Now, if religions didn't exist, if there were no messengers of gods, if gods didn't come down to earth as avatars, and set examples for people and actually spread the message of love and peace humans wouldn't have been civilized uh, humans wouldn't have been able to progress you know as civilization we would be divided and constantly fighting with each other as savages there would be no moral laws we wouldn't know what's right what's wrong what's good what's bad all these things Yes, we learn them from religions, admit it. Yeah, well, you can't deny it because it is the truth, as I said. I'm not wrong in this case when I say it. 
because every religion i mean no re- i don't see any point in a religion existing uh, and people following a religion if it just preaches hatred and violence like why would you well it's basic sense you wouldn't do that unless of course you were born into that religion and you were taught to be evil which i'm sure no parent in this world would recommend doing so but you can't always be sure about that so religions have you know as i said they impacted humanity to become better humans and form a progressed and civilized society so indirectly religions helped in the advancement of science and technology and science and technology is now on the road to like you know well scientists physicists let's be honest my field like you know my area of interest would uh, physicists as i said would like to believe that there is no upper hand there is no god Albert Einstein would love to disagree because when he's you know when somebody said that information travels faster than speed of light there he said this famous quote that god does not play dice with the universe but then again physics i mean i'm sure that the physicists who are around him must have looked at him and said like einstein you're a physicist you don't believe in the existence of god particularly i'm sorry my uh my take on the accent might be really bad but you get the point mate yeah good get the point so about god i don't know if i should say this because this will lead a spark but technically science will not science which is uh, known to all of mankind uh, but science and religion are like very closely connected as i said and science does actually prove the existence of who you know as god now let me explain god this being called god yes a being all right so what's the basic belief about heaven and hell and god and the devil in uh, the religions who believe in heaven and hell theories well heaven is up heaven is above us hell is below us why is this so because well good what is below us i mean our feet feet is dirty what's below our feet is going to be bad you know it's like feet is bad feet is dirty feet is bad below our feet it's dirty that's how casteism you know in the entire casteism system shudras were known uh, to have come from the feet of lord brahma uh it's not exactly derogatory because uh, well they have different functions and casteism wasn't supposed to exist in hinduism it's just the manuscripts which said so but forget about that uh that's that's just too controversial i don't want to make things controversial from now onwards and uh, i just want to get on with it uh my plan was to give you existential dread trying to tell you that this reality doesn't exist how you and i might just not exist or i might be the only person who actually exists in this reality or you and you might be just fragments of what my imagination or like just 
NCPs, NPCs, I'm sorry, NPCs, like you might not exactly exist, I don't know, I can't be sure, uh, well, your reactions could have just been formed from my subconscious mind, you could after all be fragments of my imagination, and uh, so can everything be here, uh, it's all very complicated, then about time and all and so on, it all gets complicated, that's why I had to introduce a new concept, uh, whole new concept. I mean, it's not a new concept, but I need, had to introduce this concept to understand a few things in a better way. And I may have done a quite lot more than that. So I was studying the. Uh, I ha- suddenly developed this huge interest towards the additional dimensions of this universe and uh, how well this universe is a third dimensional universe that's right well not exactly we are three dimensional beings we perceive things in two dimensions only Uh, the only way we can actually perceive the third dimension is because of something called overlapping which you may have studied in ninth standard biology if you took it if not then uh, yeah well basically you see different images and it's called overlapping which gives you that feeling of depth because otherwise your eyes will just be seeing they're practically just seeing a two dimensions uh, film yeah so as I was saying we are three dimensional beings we can at the most only perceive three dimensional objects well our universe is actually in fourth is actually in the fourth dimension. Now, what exactly is the fourth dimension? Uh, now, it's like night's undivided. Now, you can choose your side. Do you want to believe that the fourth dimension is time? Because many physicists have proved that time can't be the fourth dimension, and time is a separate dimension on its own. And some people believe that the fourth dimension is a spatial dimension like the first three dimensions now what exactly are these dimensions in the first place i'm talking about existence and reality as it might as well as talk about dimensions as well i'm 22 minutes into this podcast uh, i'm speaking about a lot of things uh let's just take it till 28 minutes perhaps The fourth dimension, if it was a spatial dimension, it would be, um, I mean, it is a spatial dimension. It could also be a time dimension. The way how these things exactly work is quite, un- it's not defined properly. Some people are trying to understand what exactly is time, how is it, why is it time, why is time always moving forward. Some theorize that maybe time moves forward because entropy always increases. So what are trying to say? Like, if the overall entropy, entropy basically pardon me I'll explain entropy is basically the measure of randomness in the universe just randomness random patterns anything it's just a measure of randomness so if randomness in the universe increases it's basically just that time moves forward or maybe it's the other way around it's because time moves forward entropy is increasing it's pretty confusing I mean it's really, it's actually impossible for us to ever understand this because of the three-dimensional beings. So what we can do is we can look at the differences between the first and second dimensions and the second and third dimensions and try to understand how, what, what exactly is the fourth dimension. 
by looking at the third dimensional world. So there is this famous story, uh, Flatland, which I'm sure every YouTuber, every physicist, every college professor would be using as an example for you to study. Flatland was written in the 1800s. Now, Flatland is a story which talks about Euclidean geometrical shapes, Euclidean geometrical shapes, two-dimensional shapes, living in a two-dimensional universe. That's right. So it's basically just a flat sheet of paper. All right, not paper. Just take take a flat sheet, and objects are just on it. Now, if we three-dimensional beings can see only two dimensions, like have a vision of two dimensions. Uh, these two-dimensional objects, obviously, I mean, it's just the edges, they can only have eyes or something like that, only on the edges, they are only able to see in one dimension. And the only way they actually have that perception of the second dimension is because, uh, as written in the story, farther objects, farther lines appear lighter than the nearer ones which appear darker. That's how they perceive um, depth. That is a second dimension in this case pretty cool because this I'm not going to describe the story but it's like uh, there are circles there are triangles there are squares and so on they just move and all and suddenly comes a three-dimensional object a sphere if you may so it, won't, it comes as a visit and just it's like the conversation the interaction between the squares it really gives you a deep insight now listen to this the sphere is passing through the second dimension now imagine a sheet of paper, a flat sheet of paper, and now take a sphere. Now a sphere is like, if you look at it from top to bottom, hold it anyway, just look at it from top to bottom, it's like, it's practically nothing on one end, then it slowly increases in width, it increases, and it's the biggest, it's the fattest in the bottom, and then again narrows down. Well, yeah, that's how a sphere is, right? So if you put it on a flat sheet of paper, first you see that it's just a dot. So for the two-dimensional square in this two-dimensional universe, we just see a dot in front of it. But as the sphere slowly passes through the second dimension, the dot, you know, it grows in size. So for the square, there's a circle which appears randomly out of nowhere in front of him, and it's just increasing in size. And then it decreases in size because as the sphere passes down passes from the halfway through the top path, it's decreasing in size, right? So for the square, this, the circle, which suddenly increased in size, is now decreasing in size until it's just a point and it's nowhere. Also, there's some interaction where the sphere just pushes the square out of the, third, out of the second dimension into the third dimension and well, it's a whole new world. I mean, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, Imagine these second dimension objects. Okay, imagine if you're a second dimensional object. Imagine if you were a square and you're looking at a circle or a triangle. How would you perceive them? You wouldn't perceive them as you look at them now because you are looking them you're looking at them and when you look at shapes, when you draw them on a piece of paper, you're looking at them from above. Now in the second dimension there is no top bottom, there is no above, there is no below. There's only front and back, left and right. These are the only two directions you can travel in. We actually look at it from an extra dimension. We are looking at two-dimensional objects properly and clearly 
as they are in the third dimension. Second dimension objects can only see the surrounding area around it. They cannot see what it exactly looks like when you put it all together, when you put all the edges together and you look at it from above. Now, if you apply the same principle to the third and fourth dimensions, it's basically like we three-dimensional objects, beings, I'm sorry, us three-dimensional beings are seeing objects, but we aren't seeing their true, you know, their actual three-dimensional form. So what we can infer is that to truly see the form of any n-dimensional object, any n-dimensional object, we must observe it from the n plus one dimension. So if I want to observe a second dimensional object, I must observe it from the third dimension. If I want to observe a third dimensional object, I must observe it from, a, from the fourth dimension, which is um, physically impossible for us to do so. It's physically impossible, my friends. Ah, uh, yes, the Tesseract. Now, what exactly is the Tesseract? No, not the Marvel one. Uh, well, similar to that. Uh, well, you can think of... Uh, well, okay. The Tesseract is basically the fourth dimensional... cube. Well, okay, if zero dimension is a point, one dimension is a line, two dimensions is a square, three dimensions is a cube, then the fourth dimensional form is uh, this Tesseract. Now, how a tesseract works, it's you really can't know, but but we can know, we can get an idea of how it may look like. How? Well, okay. Take a cube, all right, and hold it above a screen or paper, a sheet of paper, just. A flat table all right and hold a lamp light or any, just any light just put it under some light and look at its shadow okay so a cube directly below the light will create a perfectly square shadow right now when you turn it around slowly you see that the shape changes it keeps on changing and the surface area ratio keeps on incre uh, increasing and decreasing as you turn it around uh, so alright so basically from like we can see the shadow right in a lower dimension so what we actually theorize is that a fourth dimensional object will logically cast a three dimensional shadow right Alright, uh, a three-dimensional shadow? What What the hell? Uh, calm down. Um, okay. Uh, we see three-dimensional objects cast their shadow in a second-dimensional plane, right? So it's only logically to believe that a fourth-dimensional object will cast its shadow in a three-dimensional form. On a three, in a three-dimensional, um, whatever, uh, well, yeah, in three dimensions. So, we kind of do know how exactly is the shadow of the Tesseract. Alright, now, let me just make you imagine it. We all know how to draw a cube on a piece of paper, right? 
uh, if not see it's like you draw a square at first yeah you draw four corners you draw four lines it's a square now you draw four diagonals from those corners like just draw a diagonal on every corner all at the same angle and you again make another square out of those four corners which you just got after drawing diagonals and uh, voila you have a cube well similar to this idea take a cube now a cube has eight corners right now what if you draw lines from the eight corners outwards stop there like stop drawing it so big so big and now make another cube a bigger cube so what you basically have is this this big cube and the vertices of this cube are extending inwards towards a smaller cube that my friends is how a tesseract shadow looks like now if i started a youtube channel instead of a podcast i may have been able to represent this better but well oh well um I really can't do anything now so about the fourth dimension think of it this way how many dots makes one line of any length let's take it one centimeter can you actually count the number of dots you can't it's mathematically infinite now how many lines do you have to draw to make one square all right if you have a 5 cm in length line and you want to make a 5 by 5 cm square square all right uh 5 by 5 cm square how many lines would you need well you can't possibly know if you are actually going to count the lines that means you have actually taken the line width into consideration that means that line itself is in second dimension if the line is truly a one dimensional object it means length it does not have any width and hence the answer is again infinite so it takes infinite number of zero dimensional points to form a one dimensional line and it takes infinite number of one dimensional one dimensions to form a second dimensional plane and so accordingly it takes an infinite number of second dimensional planes to form a three dimensional world similarly it would take infinite number of three dimensional worlds to form a four dimensional world so now to explain doremon's magic pocket which is a four dimensional pocket which i did not understand as a child back then i thought they were just doing around fancy words like four dimension but i have understood it now what it basically means see doremon this robot guy all right this raccoon dog all right he just wants to store three dimensional gadgets in his pocket so now as i said there are infinite three dimensional worlds in the fourth dimension so basically he has infinite space to store his gadgets 
such a simple concept now well next time like next time i talk about this i love to talk about gravity and how it works what exactly is gravity is it a force is it just a coverage of space time who's right isaac newton or albert einstein what the heck, heck is exactly going on i will take some real life examples and try to understand them and try to explain them and i will try to disprove both of them uh, anyway um it's been 36 minutes i don't know what's the habit of me always going beyond my set time limits but anyway uh this podcast is episode 2 reality yeah i'll possibly think of a title anyway so thank you for listening if you are listening hopefully we can get more than four plays on this i don't know man this fingers crossed and um well adios my dear friends ciao thank you